Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Sorry for the delay. We had a busy, fun-filled weekend. So uh, we had to take care of that first, but we are back. We're going to be a little bit behind schedule until Tuesday when it brings us right back on schedule. So tonight we're bringing you wrestling talk. Tomorrow we're bringing you basketball, baseball talk for Monday night. And Tuesday, back on track with football and NASCAR talk. And, of course, joining me as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how are you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing good. And uh, for those of you that have seen our TikTok video, yes, I was not in the TikTok video this week. Um, I was doing some cosplay stuff. I look like, kind of look like Alice Cooper. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we we figured it would be maybe an eyesore to some people, so we decided I would opt out for that video. Right. But he's so. gonna be backing tonight. So, yep. so are you ready to do some wrestling talk? Let's do it, brother. All right, we're kicking off, of course, with Monday Night Raw. Mason T Bar once again have a tech Drew McIntyre. One week after his victory over Randy Orton and Braun Strowman ended with an attack by Mason T-Bar, Drew McIntyre called out MVP to find out if the Hurt Business engineered the attack as he prepares the challenge for the WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley at Backlash. Although MVP claimed that Mason T-Bar had no affiliation with him or Lashley, the two mass assailants once again emerged to launch a 2-on-1 assault on the Scottish Warrior and laid him out with a double choke slam. This one's starting to get interesting. Yeah, man, it really makes you wonder if he, you know, if the Hurt Business is involved with this. Right. I mean, uh, they no longer have a leader in, you know, retribution type things, so. Right, after they ceremoniously dumped Mustafa Ali. So, I mean, it's quite possible that, you know, that the Hurt Business has put a hit out on, on Drew McIntyre. Right. I mean, they did that before WrestleMania, and now, of course, they could still be trying to do it again here, so we'll see what happens. 
All right, the Viking Raiders, after their return from the Monday night after WrestleMania, came back again to take on Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. After Eric and Ivar made a spectacular return, as we talked about, with a victory over Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin last week, the Viking Raiders were once again overcame the former Raw Tag Team Champions with the Viking Express. Yeah, man, Eric and Ivar, dude, they, they're badass. Huh? Yeah. I've always, I've always liked, uh, you know, their work, so mm-hmm. it's good to see them back. Um, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, you know... They're going to put them to the wayside now that they're not with the Hurt Business. Right. Uh, that's that's the way it seems as if. So right. we'll see what happens with all this. But uh, I, it's good to see the Viking Raiders back. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I wish they would have stayed. I don't know if somebody got hurt or whatever the case was with that situation. But it is definitely good to see them back. And mm-hmm. maybe they'll be in a title contention. Right, because they're going to need some uh, more power players to go up against almost an AJ Styles. All right, so Riddle took on Randy Orton. Although the although Randy and Orton wanted to teach Riddle a, a lesson of respect, the original bro overcame the Viper in a truly brutal showdown by hitting a quick pin as WWE Apex Predator was looking to nail him with an RKO. Ah, man. The... the uh, I would say, like, the teacher just got, you know... A little schooled? A little schooled there. Uh-huh. That was cool, man. Uh, yeah, never count, you know, Riddle out, dude. Riddle is a lot. What I see about Riddle is I love his originality, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of Fast uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, that <laughs> character. All right. And, uh and then uh, just he also just has that athleticism of like Shawn Michaels. So yeah, man. Yeah, he's he's cool. Um, I'm still wondering if he's ever gonna wear shoes to the ring or if he's just gonna continue with the flip flops. And I mean, I understand he was a cage fighter, but and I mean, just going the, with comfort. You're in the ring with dudes that are you know wearing combat All they gotta boots. do is <laughs> step on you. Step on him. Yeah, I, I guess it's just a comfort factor for him with the no shoes because of the cage fighting, but we'll see what happens. I mean, eventually it could end up being a potential uh, storyline down the road. You know, gets his foot stepped on, and I guess get used to being in... Kind of like they did with Rusev, and Rusev finally started wearing shoes. Right. So. All right, man. So, next up, Naomi and Lana took on the women's tag team champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. When several videos provided by Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke caused Nia Jax to look for the fool, the arranged irresistible force pursued them and left Shayna Baszler alone to suffer a tag team defeat at the hands of Naomi and Lana. Boy, yeah, that's like poking the bear, dude. <laughs> Almost quite literally. Yeah, you, you don't <laughs> want to do that. Um, uh, <laughs> Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. I think they're trying to, trying to hint around they want some title shots. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I think all all uh, this could end up being a um, triple threat match for the tag titles because both Lana and Naomi have been a thorn in the side of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler um, since WrestleMania and even prior to WrestleMania. And Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke also have, since they've teamed up, also have been the other thorn in the side of the tag champs. Makes good for makes good for good tag team wrestling, dude. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, gotta love it, man. That's right. 
All right, so Damien Priest interrupted the Miz and Mrs. <laughs> celebration on Miz TV. The Miz and Maurice have, may have come to Miz TV to celebrate their success at WrestleMania. The match against Damien Priest one week earlier in last week's premiere of Miz and Mrs. on USA Network. But the party ended abruptly when Damien Priest emerged. After securing a match against the A-lister and insulting the quality of champagne they were drinking, Priest got hit in the face by Miz's drink. Yeah, they're just going to continue with this storyline. Um, I really think they're pushing Priest to be maybe a top guy. Yeah. And I know that The Miz is a top guy in WWE. Not that you and I believe so, but uh, the powers that be. Think he is. Think he is. So. They're dead wrong, but hey. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, he he's proven himself. I really respect when he was the Intercontinental Champion and. He, he really did do some good matches there. So. Right. All right, so Elias uh, took on Kofi Kingston. Although Xavier Woods used a guitar of his own to play his uh, New Day cohort, Kofi Kingston, to the ring, Elias would pick up the victory against Kofi. Uh, yeah, that's that's sometimes how it goes, dude. Just You never know. Uh, you know, a little distraction here or there. So. Right. Um, yeah, a little, little side note to Elias. Uh, you know JV, right, dude? He told me on he I was on one of his lives the other night. He told me that uh, that he's been talking to Elias, so I I think that's really cool, dude. I because I I put in the comments I was like JV for WWE, right? Because he's just he's a beast, dude. He's big, yeah. So it would be cool to say see JV, you know, in some some way, shape, or form. Maybe in wrestling, or at least, you know, mentoring them guys, because, I mean, he, he's a beast when he's working out, dude, so. Uh, and what's weird is they kind of look alike, too, a little bit. It is kind of weird, right? So maybe they could pull, like, a long Elias brother or something. Yeah, yeah, he could be, like, a stuntman. <laughs> or something, yeah. All right. But I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. All right, we got Drew McIntyre taking on Mason T-Bar after the assault from earlier in the night. In a handicap match, pitting McIntyre against Mason T-Bar. Drew's huge adversaries attacked him at the same time, resulting in a disqualification and drawing the ire of Braun Strowman, who showed up to even the odds. Ooh, yes, I like this. All right. Um, it makes for good, like I said earlier, good tag teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, you know, we'll see a little bit of, you know, a tag team between Braun Strowman and, and Drew McIntyre. Right. And it's, it's, this is sticking with the Strowman storyline where he's um, tired of bully. So. Yeah. And that's how he's viewing Mason T-Bar right now. So. Well, that's cool, man. I like that. So this prompted a tag team match between Mason T-Bar and, of course, Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. After he merged to stop the two-on-one assault from Mason T-Bar on McIntyre, the Monster Among Men joined forces with a Scottish superstar in an impromptu tag match. The Scottish Warrior pulled off Mace's, ma- Mace's mask and attacked him with it, bringing an end to the action by disqualification. In the aftermath, the Monster Among Men followed suit and ripped off T-Bar's mask as well. Ooh, so they, <laughs> they masked them. <laughs> good, good. Demasked the bullies. Right. None of us like bullies. In fact, uh, you know, being a part of TikTok and being part of the some of the groups I'm a part of uh, were very anti-bully, and uh, you know it. It needs it needs. I think a storyline like this is good for even little kids. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, everywhere in this world, somebody at some point has been bullied. 
Right. And it's always the one up, good to one-up the boys. So. Exactly. All right, so we have Damian Priest taking on The Miz. After Maurice helped rob Damian Priest of a win last week, nothing would stop Priest this week as the Archer of Infamy conquered the A-lister with an earth-shattering hit the lights. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> Just quick, quick in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damian Priest, like I said, they're trying to push him, dude. Yeah, that's I mean, good. He's going to be a top guy. Uh, he reminds me a lot of, uh, like, Kane. Like, he's just got that very big build to him, but he's very agile, too. Right. So Yeah, Kane in his heyday was very agile yeah, for a big guy. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with him. I, I, I like this, getting the win on The Miz. The Miz probably butthurt as usual afterwards. Oh, yeah, of course. And uh, which is always good by me. Right. So there you go. All right. So Sheamus offered a uh, open challenge match to the United States Championship. And Umberto Carrillo came down to, to accept the challenge. But Sheamus would lay a beat down before the bell even rang with a brutal assault on Umberto. So Cooper, your thoughts on that? Uh, that's just Sheamus being Sheamus. Yeah. That yeah. is basically true. Uh, really? And whatever, Umberto Carrillo, go go for it. You know what I mean? All right, take the beating and get back take in the end line. Get in the back of line and and uh, lick your wounds and come back another day. All right, come back maybe a little bit on the uh, more alert side. Yeah, because Sheamus will he dirty man. All right, all right. So we had Oscar taking on the Queen Charlotte Flair in the Raw main event. Oscar emerged victor- victorious over Charlotte Flair thanks to an interference by Raw Women's Champion. Rhea Ripley, who allowed the Empress of Tomorrow to pick up the quick pinfall. Uh, completely outraged, the Queen took her frustrations out on the referee with a vicious post-match beatdown to close out Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I think Charlotte is probably a little butthurt. She wasn't allowed to be at uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, she and, might be. Uh, so, I think they're going to make this a very, very good, interesting storyline all the way up to Backlash. Yeah, this is going to be very interesting. We might end up seeing a triple threat match for that yeah, women's title. Yeah, I think title. that's what it would be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so. Charlotte, Oscar, and uh, Rhea Ripley. All right, man, are you ready to move on to Wednesday night? Dynamite. Let's do it, brother. Love that Wednesday night. Dynamite. All right, so the first opening match we had, which is surprisingly not a tag team match. Wow. We had number one ranked Buffs. Hangman. Right. Number one ranked Adam Hangman Page taking on absolute Ricky Starks with Hook. Starks tried for a head scissors and then swung at Paige. Hangman would respond with a boot to Starks. Paige plucked Starks out of midair and attempted a leapfrog but, uh, and slammed him. Um, Paige hang on, swung for the fences and dropped Starks with a clothesline and then a crossbody block over the top rope to the outside, folding up Starks like an accordion. Back in the ring, Paige would use a fall-away slam for a near fall on Starks. Um, Starks would step out of the way and force Paige to collide with the bottom rope. Uh, Stark used a hammer throw to into the turn knuck, uh, turnbuckles. I almost said turnbuckles for some reason. And then a forearm shiver across uh, Paige's spine. Paige would then belly to, do a belly-to-back suplex, but Starks avoided disaster by landing on his feet. Ooh. Starks attempted by sp- uh, springing clothesline, but Paige countered with a clothesline of his own. Starks may have tweaked his ankle in the process, and Paige connected with a brain buster for two count on Starks. Starks would come out of nowhere with a sit-down Liger bomb on Paige. Starks positioned himself on top of a turnbuckle, but Page would meet him up there and brought Starks crashing to the mat with an avalanche fallaway slam. 
He would smash Stark's face um, with another lariat. Starks dodged a buckshot lariat and speared Paige for a near fall. Uh, Starks would then attempt another Liger Bomb, but Paige used a standing switch and flipped Starks over. Uh, Paige took advantage of Starks' injured ankle and then submitted Starks. After the match, Taz distracted Paige while Hook used a chop block on Adam Hangman Page. Starks and Hook clubbed Paige with forearms, and the machine Brian Cage came down to the ring to join Team Taz, but then the Dark Order sprinted down to come to the aid of their friend Adam Hangman Page. Whew. Yeah, man. Uh, Adam Hangman Page is. There's a reason he's the number one, you know, number one spot. Cause that dude, he is just. He's crazy, dude. He's like agile. I love, I love how he's like. He's always got a drink in his hand. <laughs> always got a drink in his hand. We can relate to that somewhat. <laughs> well, not really, but yeah. 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 That depends on the day, I guess. Right. Depends on the day of the week. <laughs> yep. All right, so next up we had Trent with the freshly squeezed orange cast. Oh, my God. There's <laughs> a sentence I never thought I'd have to say. Freshly squeezed orange Cassidy. Versus Death Triangles, Pente El Zero <laughs> Medio with Alex Abrantes. Zero <laughs> uh, Medio was in control of Trent's arm from the start of the match, but Trent would grapple his opponent down with a headlock. Uh, Medio would remove his glove and throw it at Trent up. Medio would then chop away at Trent's chest. Uh, Trent would run into the ropes and use the high knee to take down uh, Medio. Uh, then Trent, Trent would drop his opponent with a stiff clothesline, then use a top rope con, con helio, or helo, I guess, to drive Medio to the arena floor. Jim Ross questions Trent's high risk offense since Trent just returned from rehabbing an injury. Trent attempted a spinning DDT, but Medio re- uh, moved and used a sling blade clothesline. Trent would escape a package um, pile driver and use an elbow shot with Medio, and his found and he found his mark with a swinging DDT. Medio retaliated with a vicious destroyer. Trent grabbed on with a half and half suplex and then blasted Medio with a running knee strike. Medio hit the thrust kick, hit a thrust kick and then a backstabber on Trent, but Trent would able to kick out at two. Then Medio would plant Trent uh, Trent with a pump power bomb suplex combo. Wow, that's a lot to say there. Medio tried for a package pile driver on the apron, but Trent would escape and use a pile driver on his own on Medio. Trent would then spear Medio onto the outside. Uh, Alex Abrihantes grabbed the microphone to distract Trent. Uh, say Penta says your mama sucks said Alex after uh, after more interference Medio would clock Trent with a microphone and then use the package pile driver to pin him unfortunately that's how it goes sometimes Yeah. Uh, too much interference on the outside of the ring and you know anybody can get rolled up anybody can get pinned so you know it is what it is um Sounds like it was a very good match until that point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, but that's that's one thing I love about AEW. They have that, that you know, that independent feel to them. Like when they're when they're wrestling, they're do they're they're pulling out all the stops on it. So, right. I mean, for me, this match was a good match, dude. Right. It, it sucks. It ended the way it did, but it is what it is. Absolutely. All right, next up, we had the AEW's Women's Championship on the line as uh, Hikaru Shida 
took on ranked number one Tay Conti of the Dark Order. Sheeta and Tay would bow to one uh, to one another before the match. They lock, then they would lock up, and Tay Conti ducked a clean shot from Sheeta. Tay Conti then uh, replied with a stiff forearm, and then another to Sheeta. Then Sheeta got the upper hand with a sl- in the slugfest with strikes and knees. Conte blocked a judo throw from Sheeta, and then flipped Sheeta to the mat with her own judo throw. Conte nailed Sheeta with two knees to the jaw. Conte's Brazilian jiu-jitsu was on display, but Sheeta was able to roll to the outside. Sh- uh, sh- Sheeta would sweep uh, Conte's legs and then used her trademark running knee on the challenger. Sheeta would rock Tay with a uh, brain buster on the outside. Ooh, that mm-hmm. had to hurt. Sheeta tried to submit Tay with a bow and arrow. Uh, Sheeta transitioned over to a camel clutch. Then she repeatedly smacked Tay Conte's head into the mat. Ow. <laughs> Nothing uh, more fun than getting your head dribbled into a freaking wrestling mat. Sheeta positioned uh, Conte onto the turnbuckles and suplexed her. But Conte would blast Sheeta with a thrust kick and then grab Sheeta's wrist and wallop her with a judo throws and a running boot. Conte also connected with a senton off the spine for um, for a near fall of the champion. Uh, let's see here. Sheeta managed to rock Conte with a knee strike and then uh, a falcon arrow, but Conte was able to kick out before the three count. They went up to the top rope, and Sheeta got the better of Conte with the witch's shot. Sheeta looked for the can- uh, katana, but Conte managed to roll through and get and then caught Sheeta with a Tay KO. But Sheeta would kick out, counter with a DD Tay. I don't know why it's called a DDT, but okay. Uh, oh, she countered the DDT. Uh, then she would block a kick from uh, Conti, dropped her with a backbreaker. Uh, she'd have followed that up with a cantana for the pin. Dr. Britt Baker, though, would come out to the ramp at the end of the match and reveal that she is now the number one ranked contender. She would launch her kendo stick at her, and Baker moved out of the way. Leave it, leave it to Britt Baker to come out and run her mouth. Right. She's awesome, though. I love she's, her. I don't care. She's, she's from Pittsburgh. She's a Steeler fan. God, I'm sure you do. Oh, yes. All right, we're going to move on to QT Marshall taking on Billy Gunn. All right, Billy Gunn would punish QT with the heavy right hands at the start of the match. He also Irish whipped QT and uh, sent him flying to the outside of the ring. Gunn pancaked QT spine first into the ring apron. Uh, Nick Comorado and Aaron Solo approached Billy Gunn, and then Nick ran Billy into the ring post. Austin and Colton jumped the rail and brawled with the factory on the outside of the ring. By the way, I forgot to say the factory joined QT Marshall at ringside. Back in the ring, though, QT connected with forearms and a massive pile driver on Billy Gunn for a near fall. Gunn rallied back with a big right hand, or with big right hands. Billy also countered the diamond cutter as the referee was distracted by QT. Anthony Ogogo ran out and waffled Billy with a bolo bunt punch. QT finished How'd the match. Waffle somebody. Whatever the bolo punches made him waffle. I don't know, bro. What's, just... a, what's a waffle? It's something to be ate, dude. I don't know. Can I just finish? <laughs> Why do you got to question the, the writing of AEW's? <laughs> Writers, okay. You gotta quite keep questioning it. Go on to AEW's website, <laughs> tell them that the writing sucks, and you want to be a writer for them. Uh, that might be fun. It would be. We probably get more coherent writing at times. Uh-huh. Sometimes there's this a little incoherent, like waffling. Anyways, <laughs> QT finished the match with a diamond cutter. Anthony Ogogo handed QT a chair, but before QT could use it on Billy, the natural Dustin Rhodes ran out to the uh, ring with a bull with a bull rope. 
and Dustin hammered away at QT and then power slammed him. Ogogu rolled up his sleeves and distracted Dustin while Nick Komorodo uh, jumped into the ring. Dustin smashed the wooden folding chair over Nick Komorodo's head. Komorodo's head and Nick barely budged. Ouch. Man, dude, that was crazy. Yeah. But, but what is this, dude? All these factions, dude. This, this faction, that faction, that faction. You gotta love AEW. Factions within factions. Factions within factions. It's crazy, man. Sometimes you can have a thing called faction overkill. AEW. <laughs> That's AEW right now. All right, man. Your favorite, Christian Cage. Taking, yes, taking on the powerhouse Hobbs. Ja- uh, Jazz. <laughs> Taz joined the commentary again this, for this match. You think Taz has Jazz hands? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> All right, anyway. And sorry. sparkle fingers. <laughs> Jazz against his purple fingers. Taz noted that his team has been banned from ringside for what happened earlier in the night. Taz said next week... What's Adam, that? Another faction? Yes. <laughs> team Taz, that faction. Anyways, Taz said next week Adam Hangman Page will have to face the machine Brian Cage in the ring. Anyways. Uh, there was a collar and elbow tie-up. Hobbs backed Christian Cage into the corner. Uh, turnbuckle. They would lock up again and Christian Cage was muscled to the floor of the ramp. Cage got behind Hobbs, but Hobbs powered out and then slammed Cage to the mat. Cage backed Hobbs uh, to the bar- to the barricade with a diving drop kick. Hobbs would launch Christian Cage over the barricade. Cage attempted for the kill switch back in the ring, but Hobbs muscled out of that. Not surprising, because Hobbs is freaking huge. Hobbs whipped Christian Cage across the ring and then stepped on him with all of his weight. Hobbs went for a splash, but Cage was ready for him, lifting up his knees in defense. Cage would uh, use the pendulum kick and then a diving uppercut for a near fall on Hobbs. I am kind of glad, though, his um, finisher is still called the kill switch. Yeah, man. The kill switch is just badass. All right. Hobbs managed to use a spine buster, and then Christian Cage connected with a back elbow. Cage powerbombed Hobbs in the corner and then smashed down with a sprog flash. Flash. Splash. Hobbs kicked out and squashed Cage with a hip attack splash. Uh, Cage would then jump on Hobbs' back and was trying for a sleeper, but Cage rammed Hobbs into the turnbuckle after a stampede. Cage picked up the victory after after a kill switch. Starks ran down, check on Hobbs, and Cage stared down Starks as Cage left the ring. Bam. All I gotta say about this is... He still got it. He still got it, and, you know... Veteran versus rookie. Veteran veteran got away with this one. And I will say got away with this one because Hobbs, he's a big dude. Yeah, he is. He's kind of scary. There's a reason why he's I, just called Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think that you would. I would want to catch myself in the ring with that guy. So No. Um, props to Christian Cage. Right. His, uh, and his uh, veteran skills. <laughs> Yeah, because right. I think that's the only thing that got him to win on that. Yes, sir. All right, are you ready for the main event? The main event. TNT champion Darby Allen with Sting took on number three ranked Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus. Oh, my God, we didn't even end in a tag match. What is this? What? Oh. Did we even Where's, have a tag match? We start one and our... We didn't even have a tag there match. There wasn't a tag match? What? 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 
What are you doing to us, AEW? You're throwing, you're throwing like curveballs. What just? What did we just witness? What just happened here? Oh no! But let's get to the main event, shall we? Let's do it. All right. The Jungle Boy would back Darby into the turnbuckles. Darby reversed positioning and walked to the center of the ring. Darby used the leg sleep, and then Jungle Boy bridged out of it. Jungle Boy hooked Darby with a crucifix, but managed, but the champ managed to escape. Darby took down Jungle Boy with a fireman's takeover. Jungle Boy quickly came back with a searching oh and was searching for the snare trap, but Darby was having none of it. They went to the outside and began to brawl. Jungle Boy uh, grabbed Darby and rammed him into the steel barricade, and then both toppled over it to the other side. Jungle Boy turned Darby inside out with a belly-to-back suplex and then a tiger suplex for a near fall. Darby came over the top and blasted Jungle Boy with an amazing stunner. Uh, Darby sprinted and used his full body to splash Jungle Boy, and then Jungle Boy sent Darby on to, on the back of his head with a reverse scissors. He would follow that up with two Topa Suicidas. Topa Suicidas. Or, or suicidas, suicidas, thank you. Darby used the guillotine over the top rope for uh, out of desperation, making it a dirty fight, playing into his strings. Darby sandwiched Jungle Boy with a coffin drop onto the ring apron. Luchasaurus helped Jungle Boy back into the ring with a bit of a boost. Sting walked in, uh, walked onto the ramp and had words with Luchasaurus. Sting and Luchasaurus began to brawl and fight through the tunnel. Jungle Boy decimated Darby with a, bain, a brain buster, but Darby would kick out. Jungle Boy then locked up in the, or locked in the snare trap, and Allen was beginning to fade fast. Darby wheeled himself to the bottom rope, forcing a ref to break the hold. Jungle Boy punished Darby with a uh, Romero special. He uh, locked in the snare trap again, but Darby escaped again with, by yanking the hair of his opponent. And out of nowhere, Darby countered with a sunset flip with the Last Supper and pinned Jungle Boy. Still champion, Darby Allen. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page rushed the ring and assaulted Darby Allen with kicks. And then Ego's Edge. The murder hawk monster, uh, Lance Archer, came to the aid of Darby Allen, but was stopped with a low blow. Sting would return with a baseball bat. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page would retreat to the outside. I think they're trying to make a statement. Somebody wants that TNT championship, brother. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. This seems like a good match all the way around. Like, for me, I couldn't pick one or two because I like both these guys, man. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is just awesome, man. Uh, and if you know his backstory, you know who his dad was. Right. And, Son uh, of Luke Perry. Yeah. So, uh the fact that... And he um, looks like his dad with yeah, really long hair. Yeah, the fact that his family actually let him become a wrestler and, and, and encouraged him and gave him that that encouragement in life has brought the man to where he's at, which is pretty sweet. And right. I think that's 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 awesome. Like, I wish we all had parents like that that would encourage us to do the things that we, we hope for and want. Aspire to, that's outside the norm. Yeah, instead of always shutting you down, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I couldn't pick heads or tails of who I wanted to win on this one, but seems like a good match. You know, they, they interfered because probably Scorpio Sky probably won that title. Oh, yeah, definitely. But Darby Allen makes a great TNT champion. He's got a great teammate in Sting. And the face paint, dude. The face paint is just amazing. All right. How it comes down to the ring. And he's got Sting. Sting. And, oh, man, I'm telling you, dude, all of it. And it, for those of you that know me, that, that watch my TikToks, that know what, you know, I do, I, I've done a Darby, a Darby effect is what I call it. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it it was inspired by Darby Allen because I just love his face paint and he's right. He's just dude. That that dude is just crazy in the ring. He's cool as shit. Right. All right, sir. So are you ready to run to Friday Night SmackDown? Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Cesario and Daniel Bryan took on Jay Uso and Seth Rollins. After a quartet of blue brand superstars engaged in a war of words to open SmackDown, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan teamed up to fight off the bad intentions of Jey Uso and Seth Rollins in an epic encounter. Uso and Rollins teamed up for a crushing buckle bomb and splash that nearly won the match, but when go uh, when the going got tough, the SmackDown savior headed for the hills. Bryan followed up with a running knee for the win, and Cesaro added a spin for Uso for good measure as the victorious tandem mocked Roman Reigns with his cousin as bait. <laughs> Uh, ooh, this ain't good, man. Uh, makes you wonder if Roman Reigns is gonna get a little pussy with Seth Rollins, and they're gonna uh, for leaving his cousin out to dry like that, man. You don't mess with the head table. You don't mess with his family. So right, so it's gonna be very interesting how what happens after that. Definitely, because at first you could think, right on, Seth Rollins is tri- you know teaming up with Jey Uso. Are we gonna see maybe kind of a Shield, shield type thing going on, but no. Nah. All right, man. So next up, we had Tim Mina taking on Nia 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 Jax in solo action. The irresistible force met the impenetrable Tamina as their WrestleMania rivalry carried over from onto the blue blue brand. The two superstars traded punishing attacks early in a distraction from Reginald and Shayna Baszler on the outside. Opened the door for a super kick and a massive win. For Tamina. Yeah, man. Um, not quite sure what, what this whole thing is with Reginald, man. I don't think he knows where he fits in at all. And it just kind of does whatever he does. So. Yeah, I'm hoping at some point they're going to go ahead and just make him a wrestler by himself and let him go. <laughs> he's yeah, got, he's a very he's, athletic. He's very athletic, very talented, and charismatic, too, mm-hmm. man. That dude... He, he would be a great wrestler, and I'm pretty sure that's probably the uh, eventual the angle. Game. The eventual, um, eventual road for him. All right, so next up we had Apollo Crews taking on Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental Championship. Apollo Crews was incensed to have to defend his title after, in such a short order, but Kevin Owens was happy to jump to the front of the line for an opportunity. The presence of Sami Zayn and Commander Aziz made a, for a chaotic clash, but Owens nearly overcame the champion with a thunderous pop-up powerbomb. After a splash, KO dragged Cruz back into the ring, but the towering shadow of Aziz on the ropes allowed the title holder to grab a roll-up win. Owens hit one stunner, but the Nigerian nail uh, from Commander Aziz left the challenger down for the count. Yeah, this is crap, dude. Uh, uh, it, it, it's one thing when you... Well, the way he won the title wasn't even that great, but uh, I respected him coming out and saying, hey, I'm Nigerian. I'm not just, you know, from Colorado Springs. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm ready to take on the reins and, and be like the head of my family and represent my country. Right. But uh, to do this shady stuff he's doing now, I'm like, nah, bro. No. Right. And it sounds just kind of like a weird way of duplicating what they were already doing with Roman. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, the Polynesian now versus the African version. Yeah. It's like, why why are we basically rehashing the same storyline at the, now basically the same time? 
What are we doing? Well, yeah, the Nigerian thing. Is yeah. Just... I mean, I get it. I, I, I understand embracing oh, yeah, your I, heritage. I, I totally understand that, too, because I think here for me lately, too, I've been on this this spiritual quest and journey to find out who I am mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, my bloodline and stuff. Because I get tired of hearing, oh, you're Russian, you're Polak. You know what? Yeah, I might be Russian and Polish. But there is other blood in me, and I want to know what it is. And eventually, within the next couple of years, I'm going to get a blood test and find out right. what kind of mutt I really am. You might laugh if you're like almost completely Italian. <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be a You can't call me that no more. What's up? So, Anyways, we'll move on before all the Italian jokes start coming out of me. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Mussolini. Anyways, Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Play spaghetti and meatballs. Anyways, Ray and Dominic Mysterio took on Otis and Chad Gable. Uh, a pair of the blue brand's top tandems looked to make a statement in SmackDown Tag Team title landscape when the Mysterios met Otis and Chad Gable. The bruising precision of the Alpha Academy was on display, but a timely tag of the Master of the 619 got the Mysterios flying. A 619 and a skyscraping splash from Ray Mysterio secured a hard-fought victory for the father-son duo. Man, that's that's pretty sweet, right? I mean, you can't really say much when it, it's a tag team. They just you're like, man, I wish I could do that with my son someday. That would be cool. Right. It, it, it's cool to see father and son teaming up. Can you imagine if we've seen them as tag team champions? That'd be cool. I would love. They that. need to hurry up and do it. That would be awesome. Especially, yeah, they need to. Because I don't know how much longer Ray is going to stick around. So, yeah, that would be cool. Because there's already been rumbles about Ray retiring soon. So it's like, yeah, do it before he retires. <laughs> All right. So to close out, Reigns lays down a challenge, a high stakes challenge. Cesaro has been knocking on the door for the universal opportunity, but the head of the table makes his own rules. Roman Reigns presented Daniel Bryan with a title opportunity next week, but with one massive catch. A loss for Brian would banish him from SmackDown forever. They always say that, don't they? Always. Always. Because uh, remember, um, uh, Shane McMahon was actually supposed to be let go from the WWE completely, not just from SmackDown when he lost to Kevin Owens in that uh, one match they had. But yet, he's look, back. Out of nowhere. Yeah, so, and I think what's going on right now is we all know that Daniel Bryan is a soon-to-be father again. Yeah. This is maybe his way of taking time off. Mm-hmm. His way of, uh, you know, doing what he's got to do as a man and being there for his family. Right. So, yeah, this is, I think that really what boils down to what's going on with this storyline. So, I mean, it's to get Daniel Bryan out of the way, to give Cesaro a chance afterwards, and... We'll see what happens. I think Where the hell's I Edge? think Cesaro versus freaking yeah. Where is Edge? Is Edge hurt? I don't know. I don't know either. I haven't, um, I haven't, even, I haven't even really looked around and and I, I've been horrible horrible about watching any kind of wrestling lately. Well, we've been pretty busy with with family and things going on. That's just kind of like ugh. right. Uh, it's been a little hard. And uh, I'm. Trying to push myself in a more positive way and trying to to do things a little bit more out of my realm. Um, 
and just trying to be more positive about life. So, I mean, part of that too is is I haven't been I haven't been watching as much TV. I haven't been, you know, and I've been, you know, like reading books, listening to things, and just trying to, you know, interact more with people on my TikTok and interact more with with uh, my friends on there. I mean. Heck, I was on Sparrow's live last night, dude, and he was he was giving me all sorts of praise and shout out, and it was it was pretty cool. Right. And then uh, this week, I'm supposed to be on the Three T Warrior. Uh, I'm supposed to be the guest for that for their conference call. So that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Uh, they're gonna be asking me some questions and and. Uh, you know, because I went through a whole warrior, warrior uh, fitness program. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they're going to just ask me how I went through it and my struggles and and maybe maybe inspire some of the new people on there. Right. Which is what we need, dude. Like, we, you know, we all need to inspire each other in some way, shape, or form. This That's what this world needs is more inspiration, more positivity, just all of it, dude. So I mean, that's that's the the motive I've been on. I've been pushing, uh, and plus, right now with with the way wrestling is, kind of sometimes right after WrestleMania, it's kind of lackluster. So I'm like, right. Eh. Either the only thing I'm really interested in right now is the 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 women's you know women's champions because they both switch hands, right. And that to me is like. Dude, that's cool. Right. You know, I mean, if I think I'd be more interested if if maybe the WWE Championship switched hands or whatever. I mean, even if it went back to Drew McIntyre, I'd be like, right. Because I'm not, I don't know, I like Bobby Lashley, but I don't like how he got the title. I do like how he, he did rightfully beat Drew McIntyre, but I'm, I'm just still kind of like, Still not happy about it. Right. Still not happy about it. Because I still think, like I said, that ref was just, it was too quick. Yeah. So. All right, man. So that will do it for us. Unless you got anything else to add. No, nah, man. I'm good to go. I just, you know, I want to let everybody know that we love you. And, uh, you know, keep keep watching, keep following, keep listening all of it, because, you know, uh, we love you guys. We we love doing this. This is our passion. We love, you know, getting on here and, and, and having fun and talking about wrestling and talking about football, mm-hmm. basketball, baseball, all of it, dude. It's it's fun. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm ready to get back to a normal kind of, of living where we can start going to sporting events and things like that. Right. What I would really like to do is, like, when football season rolls back around, maybe get involved with some more com- some community stuff here where we live. Maybe go watch some high school football games and things like that, and kind of kind of try and give them kids some some spotlight. You know, something that would be cool. Right. You know, give back to our community, and uh, I don't know. I'm just I, I've got so many ideas rolling in my head right now. And uh, I'm also also thinking about going back to school, mm-hmm. um, so I'm got a lot of things going on. And, right. and I know you're working your butt off, brother, and I appreciate every bit of what you do, man. Thank you. So, 
I mean, if you, if you y'all don't know, Big Man is the brains behind it, pretty much everything we do, <laughs> man. He is. He is. He's awesome. Yep. Call me either Big Man or Big Brain, one of the two. <laughs> or both. <laughs> or both. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so on that. So, like I said earlier in the show, um, at the beginning, back tomorrow with us, baseball, basketball talk. Uh, we got a lot to talk about there. The A's have been rolling. I think they're still rolling as far as I know. They might need already won tonight. Who knows? The A's have just been crazy hot lately. Uh, basketball, Anthony Davis finally made his return this week. Uh, unfortunately, it hasn't helped the Lakers. They've lost both games in his return, so that kind of sucks. But, hey, it is what it is. It's nice to see him healthy enough to be on the court. Lakers did get some good news last night in the form of LeBron James is expected to make his return next week. So that's good news for the Lakers. So <laughs> help You're is on right. the way. It was a week apart, dude. Yep, so help is on the way. Um, Lakers are already talking about also extending uh, Frank Vogel's contract, so things are looking up there, too, for the Lakers. So, well, of course, we got plenty of time to talk about that tomorrow, along with baseball talk, as we said. Um, then Tuesday, we uh, bring you a recap of Daniel Jeremiah's top 10, what happened at Dega today, and, of course, our 2.0 mock draft yes, for the whole first round. Fun, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, me neither, bro. It's going to be good. And then, of course, be sure to tune in this Thursday, not only for Worldwide Sports Talk, because we'll bring you that as well, but, of course, this Thursday is night one of the NFL Draft. Yes, sir. And maybe we'll give you a little bit of a, a to-do and, and talk about maybe that UFC happenings we had this weekend. That's right. We will be discussing that on Thursday, what happened on uh, UFC 261 this past Saturday, or last night, actually. All right, man. I believe that does it for us. So, as always, keep Keep on on talking talking sports. sports.